What's going on, guys? I uh, just got my new uh, state championship ring yesterday, so still riding on high from that. Uh, really excited about this episode uh, because it was one of the most fun me and Coach Walls had. So hopefully you guys really, really enjoyed this episode. We had a blast uh, recording it and listening over to it again and again. Um, be uh, staying tuned. Here coming up in the next month or less, we're going to have a, a fairly big announcement for you guys. Got some more really cool stuff coming uh, through RTP that we are really excited about. Uh, so you guys stay tuned for that. And again, thank you guys for all that you do uh, for football coaches and and for kids all around the country. Uh, we can't say thank you guys enough. And and uh, we're just excited you guys are taking your time to, to listen to us. So uh, thanks again, guys. This episode of RTP is brought to you by GoRoute. GoRoute is offering a spring ball special exclusively for our RTP subscribers. Between now and April 15th, the first eight subscribers of Run the Power who purchase a GoRoute system will be eligible to receive a $700 discount off their package or receive two additional units added to their package at no cost. All right, a $700 value. To take advantage of GoRoute Spring Ball Special, go to GoRoute.com and request a, qu request a quote using the promo code RUNPOWER19 in the comments section. Okay, so again, uh, go to GoRoute.com, request a quote, and in the comments section, uh, enter the promo code RUNPOWER19. Uh, you guys can learn more at GoRoute.com, uh, email sales at GoRoute.com, or give them a call at 866-777-1448. Just mention us or run Power 19 uh, to get your discount uh, of $700. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Sideline Power. Sideline Power is the industry leader in coaching communication. Offering cutting-edge technology and innovation, Sideline Power helps coaches around the country elevate their programs to the next level with new and used headsets, end-zone cameras, drones, portable sound systems, timers, and much, much more. Sideline Power works one-on-one -on -one with some of the most influential coaches and nationally ranked programs in high school football. They continue to help coaches push the envelope of player and program development. Throughout their expansion of their product offering, Sideline Power has remained committed to offering quality coaching communication at price points for every program. They're family-owned and operated with a customer-first mentality. Sideline Power is truly the number one choice for coaching communication. Visit them at sidelinepower.com at info at sidelinepower.com by email or give them a call at 800-496-4290. This episode is also brought to you by uh, Guardian Caps. Both of our programs uh, at Broken Arrow and Ankeny invested in Guardian Caps this year and we feel that they are really helping our guys out. Uh, they're soft shell helmet covers that reduce impact during practice and are used by over 100 colleges and 1,000 high schools. Texas, Clemson, Oklahoma are just a few of the colleges using them right now. Check out our show notes to see what Coach Lincoln Riley has to say about them at OU and to get some pricing. Uh, and they're actually a lot more affordable probably than you guys would even think. Uh, go check them out at guardiancaps.com. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Mickey Marley. Coach Marley was the head coach at the University School of Jackson in Jackson, Tennessee for 27 years. He's also the author of Game Ready, 52 Takeaways for Winning. Listen as we talk with Coach Marley about his long and successful career in college and high school football in the state of Tennessee, coaching some of the best offensive linemen in the nation and how to keep them motivated and focused, and sharing some of his most useful pearls of information to help take your programs to the next level. You can follow Coach Marley on Twitter at MickeyMarley4. Hope you guys enjoy. 
Hey, how long have you been coaching? Uh, this will be my fourth year. Uh, that's awesome. That's Four awesome. Four years, yeah. You enjoying so, it? I love it. Uh, my dad was is a football coach, but ever since I was born, dad's been coaching football. So I grew up, I grew up uh, around football my whole life, you know. And so, awesome. grew yeah. up uh, five years old. I said uh, I want to be a science teacher. I want to be a football coach. And uh, you know, my dad was a science teacher and football coach, and so um, that's what I'm doing right now. So. Man, that's awesome. That's Coaching awesome. football, teaching science. Uh, I, I remember going to dad's office, and, and uh, I don't know if it's everywhere around the country, but in all of Oklahoma, FCA had, like, the same poster of this little blonde-headed kid with the football looking at uh, yeah. the older kid. Yeah. He had that poster up, yeah. in, his, up, in, his, uh, up in the coach's office, and, and I see that poster all the time now. It brings me back to being six years yeah. old and, and sleeping up on the couch <laughs> while, while they were doing workouts or whatever they were doing. Yeah, that's great, man. Right now, what school are you at? I'm at Broken Arrow High School, so it's uh, Broken, Broken Arrow. Arrow. That's, that's Troy Aikman, isn't it? No, not Troy Aikman. Where's, where was Troy Aikman from, Walls? He's from uh, McAllister, I think. He's just south oh, okay. there. I know I thought, that. Okay, I thought that I, okay. I, I thought he's not that poor. I didn't have no clue then. Yeah. I, I've been coaching. This will be my 39th year to coach. Wow, there you go. More, quite a yeah. bit more than I than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> I was say, Coach, I, I turned forty here in about I don't know two three weeks, so you're almost up there. So, what been your first year to be in nineteen eighty? Yeah, I was. Uh, I played at UT Martin and then uh, started coaching at UT Martin in nineteen eighty, and then uh, nineteen eighty five. Uh, we all got fired, and then in uh, eighty six, I. Uh, uh, got a job at a high school, small high school, and I was gonna stay there three months. As I was going through a divorce and all that, make a long story short, I was gonna, I was trying to get to Memphis, and uh, and then thirty years later, I was still at the high school, at the same school I was the head coach there. So there you go. Now I'm at, uh, I'm at a middle school now because I can go watch my grandboys play ball down in Memphis. So uh, uh, I'm at a middle school coaching. Uh, <laughs> first day I was over there, I'm coaching those guys like I was coaching those middle of those high school kids and it finally dawned on me I look I looked at that kid and said man wait a second you, you're 12 like my oldest grandson time out we, we, we have to change this guy so whoa that's great <laughs> it's been, it's been a, a learning curve I can tell you that for sure I enjoy it I love it I love it I was going to say almost everyone I hear that, that goes from high school to middle school or, or switches back and forth. Um, you know, our, our head coach at Broken Arrow played in the NFL and yeah. uh, you know, has won state championships at, at high school level. And, and he talks yeah. all the time about how much he loved getting to coach middle school football. You know, obviously a lot yeah. different than high school, but said there were so yeah. many really cool things about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's like uh, th- this year is – I, I, like I said, this is my second year here, and I don't keep up with this stuff. They told me I don't know. We went undefeated, and they won the, like a championship. I didn't even know we had a bowl game. I said we got a bowl game. I said when? I said next week. I said okay, we'll play it too. So we, you know, I, I mean, nobody told me. We played it and we won it and all that. But all the what I was getting at is all, all those kids, man. They, you know, it, it was a Super Bowl to them, which it ought to be. And man, they were all, you know, just pumped up. And, ready to roll and then after middle school season I went over and worked with my uh with the uh, uh quarterbacks 
for the high school, and uh, our high school won a state championship this year. Well, wow. I've been to uh, to uh, five. Uh, I coached in five state championships uh, when I was coaching in high school, right? Uh, oh, and five, yeah, the Marv uh. Levy of high school football. Here I am, <laughs> and uh, so uh, finally. We uh, we go up there this year, and I'm over there, and, and we won one. And my wife, of course, she looks at us. Ah, it's the first time you ever left Cookville, and you're happy. <laughs> I said, I said, well, yeah, you're right. We finally won one. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, and we're excited that that you uh, came on the podcast. I know uh, Dad has my dad has to be um, around the same age, and and he won't even uh, he won't even listen to the podcast. I've tried to get him to <laughs> now over a year. I've sent him the link. You know, he finally got a phone. He can text on, uh, and, and he can get links. So I sent him the link, and and uh, you know, every few months, hey, Dad, you 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 uh, check out the podcast. He said. Nah, I haven't watched the podcast yet. I say that you don't you don't watch it. That all you got to do is all you got to do is click the link and, and you can listen to it. And he's now have no sure haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm sure it's good. Well, oh, oh boy, well he's probably like me. I, I I'll be 61 in March, and I guarantee you, I've hit every button and it's the wrong button. <laughs> hey, they don't have to worry about Donald Trump in Russia. I've sent stuff to Siberia, Serbia, <laughs> every every foreign country in America in the world. Hey, hey, the FBI's gonna be checking me out. Cause I guarantee you, I, every time I hit a button, it's going to the wrong place. I'm surprised I even got on this. This, this is a miracle. <laughs> well, we're glad you glad you did. So, ha, have you always been in Tennessee, coaching wise? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I've been here. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, I went to college up at UT Martin, uh, which is in the northwest corner of Tennessee, because that was back in the mid-1970s. Uh, I played for George McIntyre in, in, in college, or he wound up coaching at uh, uh, Ole Miss and some other places. His son, uh, uh, Mike McIntyre, was a coach out at Colorado Okay, yeah. Last year, year before, yeah, we should throw him down the mud all the time, rolling around when he was a kid. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, now he's, he's at Ole Miss now. But, uh, and then after uh, uh, my eligibility was up, was back then, you know, that, uh, of course, now that you have a 20 hour a week rule, supposedly, back then it was like 20 hours a day. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. And, but I loved it, man. We, Hey, th- th- there was never a time we didn't hit. If we did, if we didn't hit in the practice, we thought something was wrong. Like we, <laughs> we said, man, what, some, something is up here. But uh, so then after that, I, you know, uh, didn't, uh, you know, have enough hours to graduate yet. So I stayed on GA for a year and then uh, got hired on and coached DBs. And like I said, uh, after 85, of course, you know, fire the head coach, fire, fire us all. So, we all broke camp. I got a car for a hundred and fifty dollars out of a junkyard. You know, I was making some big cash. Hundred and fifty bucks just ain't no uh hey and uh this car was a I think a Rambler scamp, you know, they really make a whole lot of them now. And uh in in the bottom of that uh of uh, it was rusted out. The floorboard is like what Fred Flintstone. If you ever, you could run your feet on the on the pavement, and, and I could see the, the see the stripes on the road going through. Man, as I'm driving the driving that freaking car. 
So I went and got some stuff and basically just threw all my stuff in a car and went to a coach's clinic up in, Na- up in Nashville and said, man, does anybody, anybody <laughs> need a coach? For, uh, so make a long story short there, uh, uh, I ran into a fellow named Walter Kilzer, best man I ever knew. He uh, said, come back, one of you in an hour. We did after they ate and everything. He wrote, he scribbled something down on a piece of paper. I have no idea what it was. He just folded it up, gave it to me. Said, you go to Jackson, Tennessee, which I'd never even been to Jackson. It was only an hour down the road from Martin. I'd never been there. I, my recruiting area was somewhere else. And uh, I, dropped, I took it down to a small private school down there. At the time it was called Old Hickory Academy. Handed it to the head of school. He read it. So we'll get back in touch with you in a week. They called me. I got the job. And, man, I scamped my way on down there. And, like I said, I was going to stay through December. And then I'm, hey, I'm here talking to you now <laughs> in Jackson, Tennessee. So, Coach, you, you'd been a, a DB coach. You, you get your, your first head job. I mean, wh- what was that like? Were you kind of just like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow kind of what I learned from Coach McIntyre or maybe a couple other guys? Were you like, you know what, just going to start from scratch here, read a couple books, and, and let's go? Or how did it kind of go? Well, it was so, well, you know, of course, back in that time, that was 1986 uh, when I, I was a defense coordinator, 86, 87, 88. In 89, I got uh, Coach Kilzer left, and uh, uh, I got the uh, head job at, at right. high school. And, uh, of course, back then, you know, and I'm sure all across the country, different leagues run different things, blah, 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 blah. You know, and there's uh, when, I, when I played in college, most teams ran uh, triple option wishbone or the beer, okay, mm-hmm. split back beer. Well, then in, in high school – most teams up here ran wing T stuff, and uh, either I or I'd never even seen this dead. They call it smoke eye, dead, dead eye, triple eye, man, and just <laughs> like you know, basically, you know, it was, it was a war of attrition, just just beat you to death. That's what, that's what it boiled down to. It's like watching Napoleonic warfare, and uh, so we did a little of that, but then it was uh, you know, and it's just like anything else. It, I started out and uh, uh, said, man, I got to find out what your kids can do. Because I, you know, I believe this. I believed it then and believe it now. You better be able to do what your kids can do. It don't matter what you want to do. It, it matters what they can do. And so we worked in more option type stuff because it, it gave us the best chance to win. And we started uh, passing the ball more than they did uh, in this area. In, in, in that time in in the in the 80s you know late 80s and then as as uh our, uh, you know our kids changed in high school we changed along with it for about i don't know probably seven eight nine years we were you know pretty good eye running team then we had a, we changed that went to uh one back uh zone zone and then uh after that you know sp- spread is can mean a Z in different things, you, even though you say spread or you're throwing it, running, you know, inside, outside zone, traps, et cetera. And uh, we sort of evolved over the years with what our kids could do. Same thing defensively. Uh, when I first started, uh, we had smaller type kids because there's no way we could sit there and play base with people, 
and really give our chance ourselves a chance to be successful. So we would line up in those split fronts, but about for a snap of the ball, we would line we would shift to even fronts and blitz, or we would line up in uh, uh, odd fronts and and, li- and shift to split front, uh, fronts and blitz. Of course, we would blitz, you know, either all out singular blitzes. What we moved every snap almost, and you know that uh, that type of deal. But as as the uh, again the years progressed, we changed with what our people could do and. You know, we're pretty successful, uh, and plus two, uh, uh, our school grew, so more kids came. And to give an example, like in uh, 2015, I, I coached the number one recruit uh, in the nation. His name is Trey Smith, plays University of Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he, he's an old lineman, and, uh, you know, we didn't have any tra- – Trey Smith wasn't there when I got there in 1986. Uh, he was born. <laughs> Heck. Heck, you know, so that we guy's had, a freak coach. He's a stud. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Well, so I coached another kid named Trey T. And Trey played in the NFL, and he played uh, uh, for UT, et cetera, et cetera. He was a center up there when, when Peyton was, I say, up there up at Knoxville, when Peyton was a quarterback and such. And But, you know, so – but those guys are like uh, Haley's Comet. They come along. I was just fortunate to have, like, you know, two guys in a lifetime. It, you know, for – for this part of the country. And, but i tell you one thing uh, about around here. You know, it's a sparsely populated area, but, man, there have been some players come through here. And when I say through, not just through our school, and I know I'm going to miss some people, but Al Wilson, he's from Jackson. Yep. Jabari Greer, he's from Jackson. Trey Teague, he's from Jackson. Of course, all these guys are great and went on the NFL. Chad Clifton, he's from right down the, the road. Uh, uh, and Justin Harrell, he's from right down there. They all played in the NFL and PT. And, you know, as a matter of fact, those two guys played on the same high school team. Uh, Ramon Foster, he's from Ripley. And his brother, he's from Ripley. Well, they're NFL players. And Patrick Willis is a little town called Brewston. And, you know, way huh, to man. go. We got, I, got, I, got, I got to see him for four years in a row. Thanks a lot. But, uh, <laughs> how, was it, how was it trying but, to block him? Yeah, well, uh, we didn't. <laughs> uh, because, you know, hey, you know, he played Mike linebacker, so we threw the ball all the time. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, yeah, this is real smart. Let's go up and try to run the ball all the time and let Patrick Willis make every tackle for, like, minus yards because we ain't going to block him. Or let's throw the ball. And, uh, and if that joker can cover some fade routes, too, I'm going to be his agent, like, after the game. So, you know <laughs> – we we just we, that type of thing. So there's been some really really good players, you know, come out of West Tennessee. Uh, uh, and, and, and when I say West Tennessee, rural West Tennessee, uh, and it's been been a lot of fun. It really has. It's been a, been a lot of fun for me. That's for sure. What do you think? causes that you think it's a, a work ethic thing you think it's just a stroke of luck that that there's a bunch of of uh, freak athletes coming from from such a small like you said kind of rural area uh you know i can't answer that i don't know yeah. uh see that there's a lot you know i i i i don't know that uh you know sure. I, I do know this we were ch- we were chasing a lot of freak athletes i can tell you that <laughs> i never saw the front of their jerseys you just saw the back of them a lot but uh, but I, I I really don't know that I say that about our kids. We, we had 
I'll tell you what we had. And uh, we had just hardworking kids that loved to play football. And, you know, when you get a group of kids that, that, that they'll, they'll work hard, they'll listen to you, they'll try to do what you ask them to do, and they'll give all-out effort. Well, man, what else can you ask? And usually nine times out of ten, you're going to be on. You're going to be on top. And then as the years grew, you know, they just had a belief, and I don't mean like a cocky type of belief. I'm mean, just mean a belief that it didn't matter who we played, made no difference about classification, all that kind of stuff. You know, it didn't matter. They believed when they got off the bus, they had a shot of winning. Hmm. And you know, there's no guarantees. We all know that. You're not going to win every game. That's an impossibility. But the mindset was, we are gonna win. That's just the mindset of, of all of us. And uh, the ones uh, that we didn't win, hey. If, and I always believe this. And so, and say, look, boys, if, hey, if you left it all out there on the field. If you gave it all you got, if you can look yourself in the face tomorrow in that mirror and say, there's nothing else I could have done, then hey, then you can live with that. Just roll on with it. There's next week. Now, if you loafed and you didn't do all this, you know, then, then that's a totally different story. But uh, we uh, we didn't have many loafers, I can tell you that, because they held themselves accountable. They policed uh, themselves. But you know, it, it didn't start like that, but it, it built to that and that that's a lot of fun and of course you know sometimes you had to be the taskmaster and sometimes you didn't it just you know you just you just got to know your team and uh and uh it's like i would always tell them it's never personal now they may take it personal and (laughs) and i've written a book game ready 52 takeaways for winning and a lot of this type of thing is is in there about uh winning mentality and you know, things of that nature. Well, you know, let's face it, uh, you know, there's a, there's a difference between want and willing. You know, I asked every guy, I said, you know, who wants to win a uh, state championship? Well, they'll all raise their hand. Well, then who's willing to do what it takes to do that? Well, you know, they may all raise their hand, but are they really willing to do that? Come in in the summer times and do all those winter workouts coming in before school and then after school and, you know, that type of thing right there. You know, there's a big difference between wanting and willing. And very few people, you know, when you get down to it, are willing to do what it takes. And that's in any walk of life, not just just football. Coach, that's so true, man. I mean, that's what I I tell the kids all the time. I mean, there's only going to be – a handful of teams that, that win a state title. And that's, and that's the, the reason, you know, it is so hard to be successful. You know, not many people are really willing to, to go above and beyond, you know, they want the, yeah. the quick, they want the quick fix. They want the immediate gratification. They want that stuff right away because it makes them feel good. But then when it comes to that hard work, that's going to be painful and, and have to toil through that stuff. You really find out who is willing to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there, there's no doubt. You know, like we tell them, if you want ice cream and cookies, this ain't the place. <laughs> it ain't happening here. We're we're going to work and, and, you know, do things the right way, treat you right. Because, you know, the thing about it is, uh, 
you, you know, to me, number one thing is is trust. Yes. You know, if you don't trust somebody, then it's it's done. I, and I, I don't care any walk of life. But as I was talking to some middle school kids today because about coming out for football, and you know, uh, half the kids really knew me; the other half didn't because they didn't play for me last year. They were, you know, uh, sixth graders going to be seventh graders. And then I said, "Look here, boys. I said, Let me tell you something. I said I'm going to tell you right now. I'm never going to tell you a lie. I'm just not going to do it." I said, I hate liars. I'm not doing it. But I have to prove that to you. Mm-hmm. I said, I got to prove it. I can, I can sit here and say this all I want to. I got to prove it to you. And throughout the time together, I'm going to prove it to you. But that's on me. It's my responsibility. It's got to hold me accountable just like I got to hold you and you got to hold your team accountable. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's two-way street. Uh, and, you know, you, you get a bunch of individuals, which, is, you know, is what a team is. It's a bunch of individuals that you draw together as a team and as one unit. And when you can do that, then, uh, you know, you've got something special. If you just have a whole bunch of individuals running around, all you've got, <laughs> you've got chaos and you got people look like they're walking around a shopping mall somewhere. That ain't going to cut it. Uh that, 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 but uh, we've we've had uh, been fortunate, had a lot of success with some some good kids, and uh, you know it, I haven't even I haven't mentioned uh, talent, hadn't said one word about. It. At least I don't think I have, because uh, talent is all you know. Obviously, it's great, and but and uh, but a, a lot of times you're gonna find out that uh, you can have a guy with talent. But he doesn't have, you know, the motivation, the want to, the will, the heart. You got a kid that doesn't have as much talent, but he has the want to, the will, the heart. I'll take a whole bunch of those kids over that other kid every time, every time. Now, you get a combination of both, and you got something pretty special. Coach, with with some of the the great offensive – you know, you talked about two offensive linemen that were uh, NFL-type guys – um, and, and one being the top recruit in his class. Uh, it's kind of a, a special thing, I think, because everyone kind of knows what they're probably going to do if they've got, you know, the nation's best quarterback or receiver or or even tailback, where to me it gets a little trickier maybe uh, when you have an offensive lineman. And, and uh, you know, these past few years he's about to be a senior, but we've got an offensive lineman that's, uh, you know, I think whatever top – I think he's the – top five rated offensive linemen in the country. And so always trying to find uh, ways to make the team obviously better, but with a lineman. Uh, what were some things that you guys tried to do or, or maybe even what was your um, thought process when you did have, because you've done it twice, you know, one of those right. marquee offensive linemen? Well, i tell you what we, what we wound up doing because uh, – and it also had – what I'm going to say had a lot to do with the way that our – school is structured, you know, as far as practice schedule time. I know everybody has different uh, ways your school's, you know, structured. Because we didn't have athletic periods and all that kind of kind of thing. We'd get out of school at 3.30, okay? Just give an example. Uh, some kids had to go to tutorials, some didn't. But bottom line is we would start practice or, or get everybody down there about 3.45. And at the max, uh, we would be out of there by uh, – 545 you know six at the latest but we weren't that wasn't every day yeah you you understand that 
so you know we had uh, we would go ahead and uh, uh, and really you know run a zillion different formations, but only a few plays. In other words, and that's why we went to run an inside zone, outside zone, and uh, of course reading off all of it. And uh, because you know if you're an inside and outside zone team, you can't just do it two or three times and go, okay, let's go to something else because you're going to be terrible at it. Yeah, I mean, you got to rep it, rep it, rep it, rep it, rep it. And we also were fortunate enough to have good skill guys. And uh, so pass protection is obviously key. You got to rep it, rep it, rep it, rep it, rep it, along with, you know, everything else that goes along with it. So to answer your question, from the offensive side, uh, we would take, for instance, a uh, kid like uh, Trey uh, Smith, okay? And, of course, he played for us le- uh, left tackle. So we knew as far as that spot was concerned, he's taken care of. And then we would go ahead and build our pass protections in around knowing that at least that spot's take- taken care of. And let- let's face it, I don't care if you got one great player and you got four other guys who couldn't play dead in a John Wayne Western. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you got to have some guys that, that, that can actually play. But with, with, a, with a, a guy like him, we were able to uh, do some things, especially with our running backs, to, to uh, either help other guys where we wouldn't normally have to chip off with him or – go ahead and uh, take care of certain type of blitzes and stuff because we would hot read and that type of thing works. In other situations, you could. And, and, and uh, it, it was really a, a good a learning situation for me. I mean, there hasn't been a year that goes by that I haven't learned something uh, from our high school kids because you know as well as I do, you can go to a college coaching clinic and or go to a college period. I, I like going to uh, colleges and just sitting with uh, two or three days just by myself and with the coaches and just breaking down tapes on my own and watching. That's where I got the most learning. But you bring that back, then you have to go ahead and do what? You have to take your guys and fill in the X's and O's. I mean, right? And then once right. you take your guys and fill in the X's and O's, it turns into a different animal. But you're able to do it because uh we were able to do it i had a chance to go to the rams and i spent two or three days up there back when uh they were in their heyday what was it uh greatest show on turf and but coach march was up there and i spent three days with them i'm telling you man they even cut the grass fast up there everything (laughs) was going fast it was it was it was was the dangest thing out ever since the first one i'd been to it's like wow and but uh i was fortunate enough to to get to sit down and and you know see some things and we had a kid named uh, franklin Payne. franklin went on and he got offered by almost everybody but he went to illinois but he was an amazing athlete so i said to myself we're gonna make him our martial folk well and he was obviously an, an intelligent guy so we could put him in different spots and do different things i'm not saying it was martial fault but you, you get the idea you get the yeah. idea right uh, i'd have another kid like i i would tape uh all the Patriot games. I mean, I got 1,900,000 000 Patriot tapes. Tom Brady in the whole bit. Well, I had a kid named Lee Mayhall, 
who uh, went on to North Alabama and became an All-American, a great player. Well, he was our Wes Walker. Man, smart kid. He could do different things. We would do different things with him. So we would, I, would, I would always try to find uh, uh, things like that to give us an edge, and it really helped us against teams uh, that, that, uh, from a physical mismatch because we always had good, accurate quarterbacks. We always had good skill guys. Uh, and, of course, our linemen were smart enough to pick up pass protections. And then, like I said, inside zone, outside zone, out of 50 zillion different formations, it looks like different stuff, but it's not. Uh, but you, you know and I know you got to rep that stuff over and over and over and over because last time I looked, inside zone backs, you know, who want to bounce it outside, all I tell them is good luck, buddy, because you're going to get, <laughs> like, knocked into next week. You go right. ahead and do it if you want to. Yeah. You're on your own. So. Yeah, yeah, you're way on your own. I said, I don't want to have to explain to your mama why you lost two teeth, and I told you not to be doing that, but, you know, there you go. <laughs> Coach, Coach, I love, you know, you, you've said it a couple of times now, you, you've been, you know, more than willing to be to be flexible in your schemes, and, and it sounds to me like, you know, as a coach yourself, just a, a tremendous, you know, kind of thirst for learning the game, learning new things and then being able to, to apply it to your kids. Would you say that's one of the things that's definitely made you successful as a coach throughout your, your 39 years? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, I just believe that, you know, you, you have to do, you know, what your kids are able to do. I know I've been redundant about it, but uh, I, 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 I'm going to give you an example, right? It's one of the greatest answers <laughs> I've ever heard from a kid, one of, my, one of my quarterbacks. And this kid wound up being a three-time Mr. Football candidate in the state, and he won it twice. I'm going through all this stuff on the board. We're cover two. We're running this right here. and Safety drops down. We're going to post in behind him. Safety drop. You know, blah, 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 blah. And he's a sophomore at the time. And I turned around and said, son, can you, you understand that? He goes, yes, sir. I said, can you repeat back exactly what I said? I said, yes, sir. I said, well, go ahead and do that. And he looked me straight in the eye. He goes, throw it to the open guy. And I said, that's the greatest answer I've ever heard. Throw it to the open guy. You are a football wizard. Brady's got nothing over you, I'm telling you right now. You're a wizard. Hey, and here I was trying to make something you know, simple hard. Well, he made simple, simple. So, you know, that was the KISS method. Hey, throw it to the open guy. Of course, he had an understanding of where the defenders were and all that. But, you know, all by going through it for 15 minutes, he broke it down in about 15 seconds. Hey, coach, throw it to the open guy. So that, that taught me something right there. And usually it was going to be <laughs> your best receiver. I mean, you talk about a kid, you know, it played a lot like Wes Welker or we're going to run routes with a, a back and a guy we're moving around like Marshall Falk. Hey, put yeah. the guy in a position to get the best mis mismatch. He's yeah, get the best mismatch. Throw it to the open uh, guy. Hey, yeah, throw it to the open guy. So that's a great answer. And I, I'll never forget that as long as I live, ever. And, you know, hey. Smart, smart answer. There you go. And we would do the same defensively, too. We have to change and that type of deal. Of course, you know, let's face it, techniques don't change. And uh, and it depends on, on, like, the conference that you're in, too. If you're in uh, – we changed probably 
Oh, gosh. In the state of Tennessee, I couldn't tell you how many A's we got now as far as, you know. But anyway, we got we got basically moved around every division you get moved around in. But, you know, if you're in a, a run-heavy conference, well, you're going to have to change defensively. If you're in a uh, uh, a, a passing uh, uh, type of uh, conference, and, you know, are you – you know, you're going to have to change what you do if you need a combination. You know, so we would do that uh, and had kids at least uh, mentally that could pick up on on, uh, on how to do it. So, uh, and, of course, obviously, you know, as far as from the defensive side, uh, we would go ahead and just study up and do the best we could do teaching it and roll on with it. Bottom line is, if you don't run and hit people, you're not going to win anyway. That that that's where I think my, most people miss the boat. Is man, is fundamentals. That you, you know, you you you, you got to run, you got to hit, you got to move your feet, eye placement, hand placement. You know, recognizing formations because you know most high school kids give away what they're going to do before they ever do it anyway. I guarantee you, you can watch a film, and after about five minutes, you'll know who's, who the blitzer is every time because most high school kids that are going to, or the blitz, at least uh, that I've seen, hey, they're staggering their feet. The ones you got parallel feet aren't coming. So true, Coach, man. Um, I know you got your book and you said, you know, you kind of got, you know, 52 things that, you know, kind of have kind of led you to be game ready or 52 things you've learned. You know, what, what would kind of be some of the top ones? I know you talked about, you know, building trust with players and, and building that relationship what might right. be some of the other keys that you've had, you know, to, to be so successful for such a long time? And not only that, you know, through through the ups and downs of schemes and moves, and it really hasn't mattered for you guys. Yeah, well, again, it's 52 takeaways for winning. And then let me say this, too. I've coached teams that were 0-10, 2-8, 3-7. And, and, and I've coached teams that were, you know, 14-1. So I've been on both sides as a coach. And – you were uh, saying this. You said this prior. Hey, uh, we went to championship games, and we didn't win them. But that does not mean those kids weren't winners. Now you say all that, yeah, blah blah blah. Hey, there ain't but two teams going to go. Like on Sunday, there's two teams going to the Super Bowl. One of them's going to win. One of them's going to lose. That's so what right. are you going to do? Say the other team's terrible? I don't think so. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know. But, so it's it's the but I do believe this and I, and this one well, this is in the book right here. Hey, everybody don't get a trophy. Sorry, <laughs> hey, you know this isn't right. like uh, Pee Wee football. Hey, way to go, Johnny! Rub your head. Here's your sucker and and an ice cream cone. Hey, everybody don't get a trophy. Yeah, they just don't. And the thing about it is that's a mentality that has to be broken. I Absolutely. mean, sometimes it's cost, you know, hey, we won the game. Can we get a ring? No. How about winning 14 of them in the state championship? Then we'll think about getting you a ring. Everybody don't – that's not the real world. Uh, like, it's, uh, well, you brought it up, one of the takeaways in the book. Uh, well, everybody doesn't, doesn't get a trophy. Hey, here's a real good one. You go into a, a business meeting. Hey, Bob, I see you lost to six accounts last week. That's okay. Let me give you uh, some punch and cookies. You'll do better next week. It's going to be, <laughs> no, way to go, Bob. Here's your pink slip. You're out of here. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, 
some some people are setting kids up for failure while others aren't. You know, it's like I've I've never known one successful person, and I bet you haven't either. Uh, and I don't care what the profession is, and that's one thing about this book. It's not just about football. It, mm-hmm. it covers every sport, every profession, whatever. I've never known one successful person that wasn't physically, mentally, and emotionally tough. Mm-hmm. I just never have because they're going to go through some hard times and they're going to go through some times. It's like, what are you going to do? You're either going to get the job done or you're going to fold up like an accordion. What are you going to do? I mean, you got you got to make a decision. You got to go with it. That's called being a leader. You can't just you know, mealy mouth around, you know, physical toughness, everybody has different uh, uh, types of pain threshold. We, we all understand that. But, uh, you know, hey, you got to have it. I mean, I don't care what your job is. Emotional toughness. Well, you know, what is that? Well, when things are going against you and people are getting on you, are you just going to lay down and quit or are you going to rise above it? Um, well, you got to rise. Every successful person rises above physical, emotional, well, mental toughness. Well, that ties all in. Well, what are you going to do when everything else around you is just going bad? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just falling apart. Well, you just mentally have to pick yourself up and make yourself do things that you don't want to do to get to where you want to get. You know, most most people, in my opinion, uh, they don't even know where they're at, much less where they're going. They they, they really don't. Well, you got and anybody that's successful, they know where they're at. They know where they're going. They have a plan how to get there. They're mentally, physically, and emotionally tough people. They just are. Now, that doesn't mean like a bully type fashion and all that, but it's uh, uh, those are the type of people that I was brought up around that I was coached with and that I always played with. Those are the type of people I hang around. And uh, that's one of them right there. Uh, you get what you demand. That's uh, so, uh, uh, one of the chapters in the book. Well, you, well, I just truly believe this. You get what you demand. Whatever you demand out of your folks is what you're going to get. If, I, if you don't expect much out of them, well, you're not going to get much. If you expect a lot, you're going to get a lot. Mm-hmm. You are going to get what you demand. And that's like if you're out there practicing football. If you let something slide by, hey, it's not that kid's fault. That's your fault. That's your coach's fault. If it cost you a game, you lost that game, not that kid, because you allowed that to slide by in practice. You get what you demand. And those. And the thing about it is, those kids, uh, hey, they'll catch on uh, pretty quick, and, and they know – uh what what's expected and what's not uh you know like here's a chapter in the book well it says no fun well what do you mean no fun well you know and i know because we all played the game not only that we've all been in the workforce et cetera et cetera sector you're gonna have to do some no fun things to get to the fun things well i mean would you agree or disagree with that that's exactly right 100% you're gonna have, agree. I mean, you know, you're going to have to do some no fun things to get to the fun things. Well, uh, uh, most people don't want 
to do no fun things. They all want to, every, everything is a, a you know, awful. Well, no, it, it, it's not going to, there. Hey, you're going to have to go through the, well, in the athletic world, the workouts, the lifting, the running, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to get to the fun things of competing and having an opportunity to, to win. Uh, to me, competing is, is what it's all about is Manny is, is being a competitor, you having the opportunity to compete every time that you go out there. And I think that's something that a lot of guys, you know, they just don't get, I mean, compete, you know, you, you have an opportunity just to get out there and to see what you got against what somebody else has got, especially against two, really good teams regardless of the sport i'll sit down and watch a game of checkers if it's if it's two really good checker players yeah you know watch those guys compete now if it's just two guys slap jacking around i'm gonna hit the road <laughs> and do something else i ain't watching that coach that, you know? that i saw a tweet uh a tweet from Deion sanders and he was talking about the the pro bowl this weekend and it just reminded me of that but he's talking about how how big of a joke the pro bowls become in the nfl He's like, he's like, you know, hey, I'm not saying when I was playing back in my day, it was, you know, super competitive. But he's like, I, I was competitive in the game because I wanted to know who was the best was. So he's like, you know, receivers right. were talking smack and receivers were running routes hard and, and I was guarding guys hard. But he's like, now it's like, you know, oh, I'm, I don't want to get hurt and, and nobody wants to compete. He's right. like, I want to see who the best is. He's the best players in the world. Let, let's find out who the best is. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even watch it because it's like touch. I'm not going to say it's like touch football, but, I, you know, it, it, they just, for whatever reason, and they've all got the reasons. But anyway, I, I'm watching competing stuff. So my daddy rodeoed for a living, okay? And I was around rodeo people. And he was born out in La Mesa, Texas. And uh, I'm going to tell you one thing about La Mesa, Texas. If I ever faked a moonshot, that's where they did it. I'm going to tell you because okay, – but he, he, was, he was out there and uh, – hey, doing the rodeo deal and we were brought up that way too and you know a hauling hay working cattle digging post holes the the whole bit so uh i couldn't wait for football practice man i just it, that was a break for me i loved it i loved it so uh oh and and uh another well just i just have me looking at the book right here we talked about it basics everybody you ever notice everybody in basketball that I see, especially the littler kids. I have grandsons that are 12, 9, and 6. Well, what do they do? They go up there and grab those balls and start firing three-pointers. Well, now, come on now. You know, <laughs> I, you, you're going to get out there and think you're going to be like, uh, you know, LeBron James firing three-pointers. They, they miss more shots right up on the back than they ever even shoot three-pointers. You know, it's just the, the basics. That, that's where you win and lose ball games right there. That's where you win and lose in life. Of the basics, you got the just the outright fundamental basics. We we work on fundamentals, basics every day in practice. Our our first practice is like the last practice of the year. Every day, we never have a day that goes by that we don't work on just basic fundamentals of of football, and then obviously get into the game plan, all that kind of stuff right there. But we just don't because. What good does it do you? You can draw up all the stuff you want to on the board if uh, if you if your linemen uh, have uh, 
sloppy techniques, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. You're going to get drilled. So those, those are just some things that, that, that I believe in are in that book. And one other thing, there ain't no kink. There's a lot of ants and kinks in this book. That's just the way that I talk. I've <laughs> never seen, and a successful person, I bet you haven't either, okay? There ain't no kink. Well, what does that mean? That took no, other words, kink, that said they can't do it. Now, they may not be able to do it today, but they're going to find a way to get it done. They're going to find a way to get it done. It may be tomorrow, the next day, and they're going to work, 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 and they're going to find a way. They're going to study, uh, just like uh, if you have an an offensive uh, 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 group, and okay, you're running whatever you're running, and hey, it's just not working. It's just not cutting it. Well, okay. You know, you got two choices. Stick with what you're doing and get better at it, skim it down, or totally scrap it. Now, that's totally up to you. But I know one thing. There ain't no kink. They're going to find a way to get it done. I mean, have you ever met a successful person that that had a cannot mentality? (laughs) Absolutely not. No, I haven't. And I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know those people that 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 are successful. I, I know the ones that aren't. They complain and gripe <laughs> all the time, and and nobody wants to hear that anyway. Coach, that's you're right up right up my alley. I remember being a young kid and saying saying I can't do something, um, and and getting uh, berated for that. I, I learned pretty yeah, quick. Not to ever say that, and uh, and like you said, it was one of the best things that that I could have um, ever heard. But but that kind of brings me to all these great things that you say. Is that, and I, I think it's a, a redundant probably question, but are these the things that that you were trying to give to these kids as they came through your program? I mean, because like I just said about my parents, not everyone has parents that tell them that. Not everyone has parents that are going to tell them, hey, there, there's some things you guys are going to have to do that's going to suck and you're not going to like uh, if you right. truly want this goal. You know, it, right. I, was, I was very lucky personally to always have that in my life and always understood that in my life and, and have always believed, hey, if you work hard enough uh, at, at anything, things are going to go well for you. But not everyone's had that, and that's one of the things I try to push to my offensive linemen. So I'm assuming uh, – that's some of the same stuff that, that you tried to, or the, the most important parts uh, of your program that you tried to impart on these kids, even over football. Oh yeah. That, no doubt about that. You know, uh, let, let's face it. We're, we are all in the same business. And would you happen to know what that business is? Could you get, give it a, give it a guess. We're in the people business. We, it, we are, it's, and here's why I feel about it anyway. It's, I don't coach football. Football is my calling. Mm. It's what I've been called. I just feel that way. Uh, it's not work to me. It's not a job. Uh, it's, it, it, it's my, it's my calling. And I feel like, you know, if ever it gets to work, and I don't mean you don't, you know, get out there and do the stuff that you get. You know, you understand that. But it, but it's my calling, man. It's it's my passion, and I want to try to get that across to the kids. As you just said, when they leave the field for the last time, whenever that is, okay. If that's all we've done is taught them how to block and tackle, 
uh, how to run cover two or, you know, break on the ball or run an out route. And we haven't done our job. Amen. Our our job is not only to do that from a football side, but to try to help these guys to understand that the real world is the real world. There ain't no can't. No, everybody ain't going to get a trophy. You have, man, if you want to be a man of character, I don't care what everybody else does or or what your knothead so-called buddy may do. You're going to have to stand up for something. Hey, you'll never go wrong doing the right thing ever. Well, you got to, first of all, what is the right thing? I truly believe that most people, they know what the right thing is deep down inside. They know it. They just got to do it. Well, it's men like us that have the opportunity to share with these guys just for a short period of time in their lives. So when they get away from us, they will have had the opportunity to have not only heard it, but have seen it. You know, there's a big difference between hearing and listening. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hear somebody, it's just like clanging cymbals. You're just sitting there and blah, 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 like Charlie Brown's teacher talking, you know, <laughs> on that cartoon. Or you can listen to someone and really soak in what they're talking about. And you may not get it all at one time, because especially as a younger kid, you're not. But little pieces just here and there. And if we as coaches will just keep important, uh, you know, over and over and over again uh, to these kids that, hey, man, they can be successful in what they have to do. They, okay, you're not a straight A student. You're not a B, you're not a C student. Well, okay, but be the best at whatever it is you are at that, and, man, you're going to be okay. Now, you get out and start running those streets and doing those things like you're not supposed to, you ain't going to be okay. It's a totally different story. Now, I know I'm going from one end of the spectrum to the other, but that's real life, and that really happened. And, but we have the opportunity to help kids out. And, if we, and to me, if we don't do that, you know, then we haven't done our job, and, and that is our job. Uh, that, as far as all the state championships and – district championships and all that that's great and all that but man if we can get these kids and help them because we don't know you know i don't go home with them every night i got a pretty good idea of what's happening in some of them's homes but when they come to us they're our family we're family right there it's our house and what happens is our rules so we can try to help them for that amount of time that we're there and hopefully it will help them when they walk away from us and move on to the next chapter of their lives. Coach, would you say that's kind of, you know, the, the, the best part of, of being in coaching as long as you have is, is seeing some of those players, you know, push through some of those rough times and then, you know, either, either come back and tell you about it or, or you hear about it and they've become successful. Would you say that's kind of what it's all about for you? Man, you know, it really is. And especially at this chapter of my life, I'll, uh, I'll be 61 in March. And, 
it's really a it's a it's a fun time for me because now I'm seeing I, I keep calling them kids or you know anywhere from their you know teens all the way up to their forties that I coach. As a matter of fact, I was coaching some kids. Uh, I was I was coaching uh, I, I coached their dads and I'd call them their dad's name. They say, Coach, I'm not, I'm not my dad. I'm so I said, Oh, you were better than him anyway. Don't worry about it. But uh, but but yeah, like for instance, I was watching my grandsons play baseball this summer uh, down in uh, Germantown, Tennessee, which is right outside of Memphis. And I ran into three guys, three former players, okay, because uh, we were the Bruins. I don't call them former Bruins because we were Bruins for life. But there were three former players. And their kids were playing at the same place that my grandsons were playing. Now, how cool was that? And I hadn't, I hadn't seen them in several years. It's just like bam, 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 and man, you know, we talk and about to, you know, this, that, and what have you. And then going to uh, weddings of uh, uh, then others, their their uh, uh, kids being born, and you know, and uh, that type of thing. Yeah, that's a real, it's a rewarding time for me. And then some of them, they'll say, Coach, at the time, I, I hated you. I couldn't stand you. And I said, Well, you know what? I don't doubt that one bit. I said, But you know what? I, I didn't sign a pack say I was going to be your buddy, your pal, your friend. So I was your football coach trying to help you get through it. Now, here we are right here talking as grown men. What do you think about it now? And we just started laughing and, you know, it's hot. So, you know, man. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's a uh, it's a good time, and for me to talk, to work with the middle school kids that are my grandson's age, that's a totally different. Uh, it's something I've never experienced. Uh, you know, like I said, except for the last really year and a half, and it's different for me. You know, re- relating to them, I, I try to talk to them like I and I told them, and I said, man, I treat you guys like I treat my grandson. I said, man, hey. Uh, I'll wear them jokers out too. Now they ain't getting away with you know with this that or whatever. They're gonna act right, do right, and do what they're supposed to do, just like you going to. So uh, that that that's also uh, been a lot of fun for me. It really has. Well, coach, love love all of the, all everything you've been talking about for for the last hour, and and uh, you know excited now for for me to go out and, and get the book. But my my question always is. You know, I think you hear a ton of coaches say, you know what, I'm done, I'm going to write a book. You know, I, I think I, maybe I've heard almost every head coach I've ever ever had. Um, I've heard a bunch of, of um, uh, trainers and, and all different types of people that have been around the game and say, well, I'm going to write a book or I need to write a book. And very, very few of them actually go through with that. You know, it's more of a, a saying almost. So what kind of – what sparked that interest in you to say – uh, you know what, I, I actually want to go through with this. I want to make a book, and, and I want to put it out there because that's always so interesting to me. Well, I, I guess you pretty pretty much gathered I'm not really a normal person after this conversation. <laughs> I didn't even know it had been an hour. I've been looking around. I didn't even know the podcast had started yet. I thought we were just talking. But, hey, I, 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 so I'm sitting around, and in, uh, in, uh, one day, and I just start – it just, you know – I. Like me using a computer would be like, well, no way. But my wife taught me how to at least type a little bit. So I start, I just sit down and start typing some things that I'd either seen, done, or, you know, 
had thought about all the years I'd been coaching. I, I had no intention to write a book. I was just doing it, okay? So I, next thing you know, this starts flowing, and I get one short takeaway. They, they're, they're not very long. And then I do two, then I do another one. After about three or four, I'd stop. Then I come back the next day and do another one. After I did a few, I, I said, well, I'm going to send some of these off to some people that I know and respect, some friends of mine, see what they think about it. And uh, so I sent it uh, uh, a part of it to Coach, uh, Coach Philip Fulmer's athletic director at UT. Great guy. We, we uh, uh, talk a lot. and All we talk about is grandkids. We don't talk football. We don't talk nothing. Grandkids. His grandkids playing baseball, mine, you know, a whole bit. About, that's, that's all we talk. But uh, he uh, he said, you know, you need to make this into a book. And I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll think about it. Well, and then I, uh, Mike Keith, who's the voice of the Titans, uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, he's a, a, a buddy of mine. So after I wrote some more, I sent it to him, and he's the same thing. You know, you need to think about making this into a book. So he got me in touch with someone uh, to get that process started. And then Les Steckel, who was uh, – uh, he coached in NFL for a good while, and then he was the president of Fellowship Christian Athletes. Yeah. I did the same with him. He said, man, you know, same thing. You need to think about getting this in the book. And so what I did is I sent, uh, sent it out to different people in just different areas of life, business, uh, sports, and, you know, and not just football, you know, just all different areas, uh, politics, well, just to see you know, what they thought about it. And they all basically came back with the same thing as, hey, basically, I'll put the book. Said, okay, that's what I'll do. So uh, I did it. <laughs> and, awesome. uh, hey, the thing about it is, is I'm going to tell you something about, about, about this book book thing. Is uh, it, First of all, uh, when I sent the uh, uh well, I can't even tell you what it is. The rough draft, and I'm talking about it was rough, buddy. When I sent it up there, uh, they started changing the words around and sent it back to me, and I looked at it. And that, of course, they had words in there that I, I couldn't even read, much less understand what they meant. And I said, man, y'all got to change this back because people know I didn't write this. A, they know I don't know words like this. And they, they, they talk to me. They know I can't spell them. So put it back the way that I wrote it. So they did, and they put it back into basically the old country version. And uh, after that, uh, uh, it took about, I don't know, X amount of months to do that. And then uh, uh, we got it uh, its own uh, book, baby, Amazon and Amazon. Then you can also get it on the other uh, sites also. Uh, and then now uh, – I wanted to make it affordable where people who wanted it to get it could get it. And then I, I just, uh, we just now did it into an ebook, uh, Kindle. I, I think they, Kindle, I thought Kindle was some person. I didn't even know who, what Kindle was. <laughs> My wife finally explained to me that. So it's five ninety nine on Kindle and fourteen ninety nine, you know, on a paperback version. And, uh, but, uh, it's just things again, that, through my career, just like I, just like we've been talking about right here for the last, uh, you know, little bit, it, it's things like that that I've thought about, done, seen, and uh, I, I've, you know, just uh, straightforward. It's just it, it, it's shortened to the point. There's nothing long about it because 
again, I don't know any big words, can't spell them, and I sure can't write anything very long. So they're all, it's all shortened to the point. Well, I love that, and I, and I can't wait to to go get it. I'll, I'll probably order that tonight or tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the uh, with the Kindle one. I, I'm always reading it on my phone, and, and I don't know if anyone – I don't even know how this works or if anyone's even ever said anything about it because, again, I don't know how it works. But uh, if you ever get some time, I'd love for you to do uh, an audio version of it and, and read it read it for us so, so people could listen to it while they worked out or, or whatever. I, again, I, that's um, – I, I don't even know how any of that works, but I, I love listening to audiobooks, and I think it would be it'd be an awesome idea if you ever have the time. Well, yes, uh, my 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 nephew uh, brought that up because he was making fun of me. He goes, uh, "Hey, he goes, I didn't even know you could write." And I said, <laughs> I, "I said, I said, I know." He goes, "I didn't even know you could read." And I said, "I can't read. I write, so people like you can read it." You know, stuff like just goofing around with him. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 that that's the next plan is to is to work for some, something like that right there. And it's very simple to get to. You just again simplicity. If anybody is simple and it comes to football, my face is attached to it. Because I'm gonna tell you, simple man. Uh, you watch the Super Bowl, watch all that, and when you get right down to it. A, you know, I guarantee you, after you watch two or three, uh, 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 well, not even two, two series, you're going to be able to figure out what's going where, how it's going from your recliner. Now, obviously, if you were down there on that field, it's a different story. But, you know, it, it, it's all about, it. to me, you're like a great illusionist. Yeah, you, you you you're doing all this, doing all that, but really breaking it down simple. And this book is broken down simple. You would just go to coachmickeymarley dot com. It's coachmickeymarley dot com, and it'd take you straight through the process. And plus, the website that's the website, and it has uh, any information you'd want to know. Biography. It has about my dad's rodeo and bros. The whole bit. It's uh, uh, but they did a really good job when they put it together. Coach, I just ordered it, man. I'm I'm starting it tonight, so I'm excited. I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of that wisdom, man. This has been a blast. Man, I've I've really enjoyed it. This, this has been a lot of fun. I I've uh I, you know I'm sitting here like I said in 19 degree weather. This is this is the best time I've had today. I can tell you that. <laughs> Well, Coach, before we let you go, I always like to ask one last question, and, and it's always yes, the same. Sir. It's always the same, but uh, when you're watching other teams play uh, and you're watching their offensive line, what are some things their offensive line would be doing that would make you think really highly of their offensive line, Coach? Uh, and, and I'm going to say this regardless of whether it's I go watch my uh, grandsons play all the way up to watching the Super Bowl. Guys get up there in good stances. Uh, great eye hand placement, you know, for their level. Okay. Uh, once contact's made, eyes up, moving feet, coming off of uh, combo blocks when they have to. Because you know as well as I do, most running backs get hit in the face because when you're uh, uh, comboing on uh, any uh, zone plays, rubber linemen have their eyes down at the grass instead of having them up. Yep. You know, that type of thing. So, really, uh, that right there. And then on pass protection, uh, you know, 
I, I, and I don't know if this is answering your question, but I, I've always felt this, you know, and tried to tell our guys, you know, if, if somebody's leaving, somebody's coming back. Because, you know, we'll play a bunch of teams like bounce ends and then bring linebackers back through or, or they'll bounce in and they'll bring outside dogs back through. And if they're not coming back, then slant, then look back inside for something, something else. That 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 type of thing, uh, you know. But pass sets and and great feet and hand, and to, and uh, those are the things that 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 that, that I uh, look for. As a matter of fact, uh, especially in high school, uh, a lot of times you can tell where the ball is going to cause cause the inside guards. One's going to line up a little bit deeper most of the time, and one's going to tip it off where it's going. I love it, Coach. Uh, uh, it's been an awesome hour. It's, it's um, you know, I, hopefully we get to do this again sometime maybe next year, uh, get to talk some more football with you. But like Coach Wall said, he just he just got the book. Um, I just found it really quick on on uh, Apple Apple Books too. So I just got it on my phone, and, and I'm going to start reading it uh, starting tomorrow uh, as soon as I'm done with work. Man, I sure appreciate it. Hey, you guys found them quicker than me. I, I didn't find them in all that place. We're pretty good with the tech I'm going to have to call you guys and say, hey, where do you find the books at? <laughs> well, if you send some guys our way, we'll gladly recommend the book, man, from what I've already read so far and the stories you've told me, Coach. I'm, I'm all about it, man. So, again, appreciate it. I just think, you know, you do a good job of, of taking a lot of these, you know, complex things or, or things that maybe get overlooked and you put it in in simple terms and and things that really I think hit hit athletes and hit coaches to the core because it's like you know what it's it, it doesn't need to be all that complex and that hard if, you, right. if, you're, if you're doing these little things and and making sure you're diligent about it and and demanding it I think you'd said before you're going to see success and you're going to see improvement no doubt about it I, I sure believe that. That's I, I believe that a hundred percent. You're right. You're exactly right. And that's gonna do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy running the power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.